This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. This is Angie Bassini for Knowledge at Wharton, and we have a real treat for you today. Joining me are Sarah Toms and Wharton Management Professor Ethan Mollick. They're the co-founders of Wharton Interactive. It's a platform they developed to apply gaming to education. Now, we're not talking about justification for your teenager to spend hours playing Minecraft or Among Us. This is about how game-based, deeply immersive simulations can intensify the learning process by making it more interactive. That way, the lessons and the subject matter really stick. It may sound unconventional, but it's backed by solid scientific research and data that show how gamified learning leads to positive outcomes for both students and educators. Wharton Interactive has done a lot of work in this area with students of all types, but gamified learning has applications for adult learners, such as the professionals who roll in our executive education programs. Simulations can help adult learners acquire new skills in a more compelling and immediate way than traditional teaching methods. Sarah and Ethan, thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Wonderful. I'm going to just dive right in because I'm really curious to learn more about this concept. I understand that this idea was hatched by the two of you one afternoon in a coffee shop in San Francisco. I want you to travel back in time and tell me about that. And then tell me a little bit about what this kind of learning entails. I'm going to start with you, Sarah. Great. Thank you, Angie. Um, so our origin story uh, really does begin with, number one, uh, a really interactive partnership between me and Ethan. So we started working together uh, about seven or eight years ago now, where we began by recreating some of the simulations that Ethan had already uh, had running for his entrepreneurship classes. And in creating that together, we realized that we had a, a lot of synergy with respect to our backgrounds. We both came from entrepreneurship. We both love gaming. Um, I have a very strong technology background. Ethan, obviously, in entrepreneurship and research. And we just had a partnership made in heaven, quite frankly. So uh, the idea uh, that came out of that conversation in a coffee shop in uh, San Francisco was Idea Machines. So that's one of the platforms that we have on uh, at, you know, that we're offering at Wharton Interactive and is being uh, utilized by uh, learners all over Penn at this point. And uh, we also started to really uh, wrangle with this concept that traditional simulations are great, but they're very expensive to create. They are usually sort of on rails, the way Ethan and I describe them, where, you know, you're entering kind of numbers into a dashboard, you're hitting submit, and you're artificially moving to the next period. And that doesn't sit well with him and I. We, we are more interested in thinking about more authentic decision-making, more authentic learning, where, you know, there's more gray zones between that decision-making. There's a narrative, there's personalities, there's challenges, there's trade-offs. It's all kind of happening together which makes that actually incredibly difficult to teach in a classroom, but we decided we wanted to take it on. And so as our partnership started to develop when I was director of the Learning Lab, we came to a, uh, an inflection point where we decided it was time to really take these ideas and concepts and develop them in our incubator at the time, uh, Wharton Interactive, and think about how we bring these incredible platforms, these next generation thinking in serious games not just for Wharton classes, but to the world. 
Well, it's so great when you can find a colleague that you're totally in sync with. I think we're all looking for that, somebody that we can help produce new things with. So I understand the mission of Wharton Interactive, and I'm, I'm going to quote from your website, is to, quote, democratize the future of education, that when students actively participate in their own learning, they own what they know. What does that mean to you? Well, thanks for asking. I think there's there's a few things that that means that are important, right? So one of them is about how we learn. So one of the great powerful ways we learn is experience and tying experience to pedagogy. So having the best teaching techniques, using stuff that we know boosts learning and having those woven into an actual experience. So rather than telling you how to run a company, you run a fake company, but you don't just run it and without feedback. Instead, you get feedback built in, you get tested on things. If you do badly at something, you try it again. So it's about the latest interactive pedagogy for teaching and about that feeling of ownership, control, and agency. And then the other important piece about democratization. So Wharton's amazing, right? We, we're an incredible place that, um, you know, I'm bragging now, but it's an amazing university. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that I think we're all happy to be part of, um, you know, Ivy League school, top business school. And um, there, you know, we teach amazing students, but there are students all over the world who could benefit from this kind of learning. And just to, in the last few years, there have been a couple of very powerful studies that have shown that even basic business education boost entrepreneurship rates, success rates, and helps people get out of poverty, helps uh, government uh, countries develop better. And so we want to increase access to that sort of education. And games are a really great way to do that. And so step beyond those massive online courses, the videos people watch, and mm -hmm. moves it instead to a world of interactivity, interaction with people from other cultures around the world, personalized feedback, and feelings of real accomplishment. So that, that's our goal. One of the things that really I found incredibly compelling is uh, our first generation of our platform, Alternate Reality Courseware. Uh, we ran some research about it to see. So one of these concepts is, you know, when you think about a traditional classroom, we know that, you know, 20% of the students are on average raising their hands and, and their voice is heard in the class. That means 80% probably have things to say, but they're, they're not engaging vocally uh, in that class discussion. And Ethan was curious and he's like, well, I wonder what's happening in our three week long entrepreneurship game. Are those students who are not vocal in the class also not uh, engaging and participating as heavily in the game? And he actually found zero correlation. And what that means mm -hmm. is that those students who were not raising their hand in the class, and he actually had an RA watching videos of the classroom and, and seeing who was raising their hand. I feel really bad for that RA. Um, and then we were, we were looking at the level of engagement in the games, and those students who were not raising their hand were highly engaged, meaning that this is another mode, another mode for learners to get engaged and feel that psychological safety in that classroom. And that's another way that we can democratize the access and the voice of those students and those learners uh, with respect to the lessons that they're they're receiving. So unlike a traditional class where you think maybe the quiet students aren't paying attention or aren't getting the, the lesson, it's not penetrating, what you found was that they are highly engaged just maybe with their screen, but they're, they're, the, the synapses are firing. They are actually absorbing what they're learning through the simulation, correct? It's not, yeah, but it's not just through the screen, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, this is, you know, you mentioned Among Us early on, right? So I yeah. don't know if, if people have played that. If not, you will hear about it soon, I guarantee, because all your <laughs> kids are playing it. Uh, but um, that's a cooperative game, right? A lot of the games that people talk about, you talk about Minecraft, also a cooperative game. So our games are not single player staring at a screen. You're interacting with other humans, often over the course of weeks, 
Um, and you're building a team in real life as you build it in the game. So it's not just a passive experience. And yes, I would say the educational impact is really kind of clear. So other early studies thought we find um, a full standard deviation increase in learning outcomes for people who do the sim versus control experiments. Um, we're still in the early days of a lot of this research, but I think we know it's very compelling from a lot of different perspectives. And it's also very clear that, you know, what a lot of the, there's been a long tradition of trying to make games that could teach um, and there was once referred to kind of derisively as uh, chocolate covered broccoli because people <laughs> just take teaching and then add bad games on top. I think we're one of the first efforts to really start from the ground up and say, how do we build something that isn't quite a game, right? Um, but also is, and isn't quite a simulation, but somewhere in between that can teach compelling lessons and is based on the best science of how we learn. And that, that, that's really what's special about Warden Interactive is it's based on the science uh, as well as on the art of gaming. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, so let's take someone like me. I'm 50 years old. Um, let's say I'm a senior vice president. I don't deal in a sci-fi fantasy world, but I'm, a, I'm tackling real-world problems every single day, from making sure I've got the right KPIs to making sure my supply chain is working uh, the way it's supposed to. What can this kind of gamified or simulated learning do to help me, let's say, in an, an executive education setting? So we... First of all, what we do find um, delight—it's delightful, actually. So we we do run a lot of our simulations in executive education, Wharton executive education classes, and we are rated incredibly high in all of those classes. Like, uh, you know, and one of the things that we find is that what's great for these, um, you know, these these executive learners is that actually we can leverage uh, what's known in gaming as appropriate fidelity. So what that means is that it's actually better to shift you into a fictitious world where we are making you focus on the learning and getting immersed in the world. So a great example is we have a game called the Saturn Parable. This has now been played by uh, hundreds of uh, executives and they are literally on a mission to a Saturn moon. And in that experience over the course of two days, they are learning uh, crisis management, they are learning teamwork, leadership skills, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all coming to life in this really uh, engaging simulation, this engaging game where they are quite literally manning a mission to Saturn. Ethan, do you have anything to add? Uh, yes. Uh, so the idea is that, you know, we don't need to do completely realistic worlds to teach realistic lessons is one important thing. But the other is, you know, we wouldn't let pilots fly a plane without being in a flight simulator first and crashing a bunch of times. We don't penalize right. them for crashing. But right. in real life, we penalize executives for failing, right? We might say fail fast, but actually failing fast is, you know, not actually that appreciated. And often people learn the wrong lessons from failure. So we want to put people in a flight simulator for management. We want to give them a chance to crash, but learn from those crashes and actually understand what happened and to apply lessons they're learning in real life and to get the experience that they need before they're actually flying the plane. Very good points. Very good points. So let's, we, we can't talk, uh, we can't have a conversation without mentioning this pandemic, which has really brought a lot of swift transformation to educational systems everywhere. We've got virtual learning now. We've got hybrid classes. Everywhere we're trying to experiment with any and all options that might help us get through this. Um, so where do you see the future of simulated learning? Is this a moment in time that has shown us that, you know, perhaps simulated learning could replace traditional classroom instruction altogether? I don't think that um, it's going to replace classroom instruction at all, right? So classroom instruction is still vitally important. No matter what we do, we've been doing this for thousands of years. 
And the mm-hmm. truth is, it's still pretty effective, right? Getting people together and having conversations, that's important. I think what it can do is do a couple things. One is it can extend the reach of classroom education. So being able to, just like massive online courses, sometimes called MOOCs did, being able to reach more people with more kinds of education. And I think it acts as a supplement to what's happening in the classroom. And it also works incredibly well remotely. So we were building these simulations to work remotely long before COVID happened because we were mm-hmm. building them around most of the multiplayer games. Um, so the idea is that you don't need to be in a class to get the same kind of compelling experience. So I don't think replacing classroom education is their goal. I think democratizing, spreading it, and making classrooms more effective uh, and, making, and making it easier on both instructors and more effective for students is our goal. Sarah, would you agree? I absolutely agree. One of the things that I have seen that's been incredibly valuable about especially longer form simulations, when you hit that sort of eight hours of simulation and beyond, um, is that it really counteracts one of the issues with classroom learning. And that is that you may learn a few lessons at the beginning of your semester. And then as you start to move on, those ideas start to atrophy and you start to not remember them as well as you move into to, you know, more and more present uh, lessons. What's great about a simulation is it brings all those lessons together and shows all the trade-offs that may be happening and how all of those ideas are actually interconnected with one another. So we, we do that with narratives, we do that with non-player characters who bring challenges to, to life. And that really starts to add a lot more of that three-dimensionality to the coursework that's happening, number one. And number two, it hap- the, the next piece is those me- that memorable transference that needs to happen and be placed in the real world. So it allows our learners to actually practice what we're talking about, which creates memorable connections for them. And we've had uh, dozens and dozens of uh, Ethan's learners come back to us years later and say that thing that happened in the game and they, they quote chapter and verse and character saved me a lot of trouble um, because I got to practice it in your class and I knew what I needed to do. So it's, it's kind of creating that, uh, that indelible impression in their memory that they can then retrieve and put into action later on in their career. It's, it's really magic. That's what we were talking about earlier about like those those neural pathways just really making those lessons stick in a way that is beyond what you get with traditional instruction. I love that. So I've got one last question for you guys. I know you're always working on cool new things over at Wharton Interactive. Can you maybe give us a little sneak peek about what's coming up next? Sure. Uh, so uh, I, Sarah and I were both entrepreneurs. Uh, both started companies and we have long since sort of been thinking about how do you help entrepreneurs get better at their job? And entrepreneurship is really tough because it involves all kinds of fields. You have to be able to be an expert in negotiations and pitching and financing your business and being able to explore new customer, uh, new customer possibilities. And so we have been working on a simulation that was, uh, that has been running internally at Wharton for a long time. And Pretty soon, we hope to announce outside of Wharton that will allow people to actually have the experience of uh, of running a simulation with all the support of expert entrepreneurs, of myself and other professors, and all sorts of incredible interactive experiences. So stay tuned. I'm very excited that we'll be able to announce that soon. Well, we will stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll have you back, and we'll, we can talk some more about that when it's out. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really love it when we can uh, t- learn something new together because knowledge is power, you know, as the saying goes, and we should all be looking for more ways to acquire it. 
So if anyone out there is interested in learning more about Sarah and Ethan's work, you can search online for Wharton Interactive. And if you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more just like it, you can find us online at Knowledge at Wharton. I'm Angie Bassuni. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.